Hello and welcome back to the Gym Crack Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Allen, and today I am welcoming back our guest from last week, or from five minutes ago, <laughs> uh, Rory Gallagher. If you have missed the first episode of this podcast, me and Rory go into our life spent on the mine sites as electricians here in part in Western Australia over the years from 2010 to 2015 or so and just uh, what we went through, our, our experience of them and everything else that went with it. So I hope you really enjoyed that podcast if you have listened to it. Uh, but again, the second half of this podcast is going to be about basically what Rory's been up to since uh, since his days of mining, his exit plan, his exit strategy, where he's found himself, what he's been doing. And uh, yeah, like I said, we have very, very similar journeys and that's kind of like why we get along so well and we can always whenever I have any issues or I have any plans it's like I come to Rory I seem to have more issues than Rory does half the time but uh <laughs> it's uh it's always good to uh to chat um man to man go for a walks have a coffee and uh yeah our conversations every time I leave a conversation with Rory I'm I'm left energized and fulfilled and I feel like okay now it's like time to take action what it is we talked about but basically Rory how's it going welcome back how have you been good getting be on back. since you went to the toilet? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a good break. Yeah. So, um, what we're going to talk about, I'd obviously never met you in Australia beforehand. And it was 2016 and I finished my time in mining. You'd finished your time in mining. Um, I'd been on fitness holidays to Thailand in 2013 and I came across a gym called Unit 27 and again obviously it's a massive part of why i'm here and the podcast and why you're here and why we've connected in so many ways but um i guess yeah i had gone out to thailand uh after my time and mining had finished it was always a dream of mine since 2013 i ended up turning down an offer uh to work at tiger Muay Thai a couple of years earlier and i and the truth is i never thought i would get a chance to to be a fitness instructor and definitely not in thailand or whatever the case may be but you, anyway, can you tell me, because the day I met you, I looked at you and I was like, I definitely know this guy from somewhere, even though we'd spent loads of time in Perth, probably been in the same pub a thousand times, um, even though we probably walked past each other a thousand times on site, we still had never met each other until that day you stood in front of me and you in 27 and we probably both said, yeah. right. That was, that was a strange one, wasn't it? Like literally, we knew all the same people, yeah. we'd worked in the same job, but we'd never actually met each other to say hello to each other and um, but i guess when i went out there I, it was the same i just knew someone we'd I'd finished up uh, on barrow and we'd uh, gone right what's next you know mm-hmm. I, I used to always on my weeks off this is just a quick one i was like on that week off i'd always like sort of go down to dome and say yeah i'm gonna be having a coffee and breakfast and i was like how can i live like this but not have to have fifo or like have a job involved and not necessarily a job but ha- <laughs> i, I want to live like this be able to make money as well so like what what can i do with that that was in the back of my mind like fitness hadn't even came into it i didn't think about that at all but i had a mate that was telling me you should go over to thailand and just you're, you're finished up you have a bit of money now and um, just go on a four-week holiday or whatever length you want i, I chose four weeks yeah. so yeah i finished in the september so i went out you know for the full month of november and i think i was only there a day or two and we were doing that mad class i think it was death row i'm sure it was or one of them anyway maybe not and I remember seeing you and you were with another chap and we got talking and then yeah, that's when it came out. You'd worked on the same job. We knew all pretty much the same people, things like that. 
it's mad, isn't it? Well, it's not really mad, I suppose. We, it is small world, really. And even mm. in Perth, when you come here, everyone sort of knows each other. And that, and that's the thing. It is a small world because, like, when I had met you at that stage, I wasn't working there. Actually, I had just come out. I was trying to find myself. You know what I mean? No Where better place. <laughs> Everybody goes there to find themselves. Yeah, like I, like we say, no one, no one goes on a fitness holiday because everything is perfectly fine. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's like there's something up, and you know, Thailand seems to be one of the best places in the world to go do that. And you know, as soon as things reopen, everyone will be getting back to that. But we. Uh, it's funny because there's a picture that I came across yesterday of when I suppose when we had a, a common a common bond and that was the day we had to take the kettlebells up on Big Buddha. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we had that, that, that challenge was... to do, which is like you go, we we're all given the kettlebell each. Luke and Elise were actually leading this. Uh, Luke was on the podcast a, um, a couple of shows ago and Buddha, in Phuket, there's a big Buddha on top of the hill. On top of this hill, the hill is 4.2 kilometers from the bottom. And it is basically, it is uphill. It is, it is one of the most, I suppose, incline-wise, it, it's, it gets it's tough. It's steep, okay? And there was probably about 20 or 30 of us signed up to do this Unit 27's birthday. I think it was our second or third birthday. And yeah, it was pissing rain. Great weather for it. <laughs> Hot and steamy. And we were given these kettlebells. There was like 12 kgs, 16 kgs, 20 kg kettlebells. I know there was probably a couple of people seen the photo yesterday and they would have said, they're 16 kg kettlebells. What are you doing with 16 kg kettlebells? <laughs> they were definitely mine. You have to remember, I had never done this. Yeah. Like fitness was, I'd, I'd been into working out and stuff, but not mm. that kind of stuff, you know, where you'd go over and it was like, we're doing this challenge. And I hadn't been to Big Buddha now. Remember, I don't oh, even, I'd never been there. It was all new to me because uh, it was, I think it was the birthday party and I said, I'll sign up. It's, it was coming towards my last day. I think I had two days left and I said, yeah, I'll do it. And you get joined up with someone. And I was like, how hard can it be? But when you're at the bottom of the hill and you start walking with these kettlebells, two of them, two of them in your hand and you do get to share them, but, and it just keeps going on and on and it gets steeper and steeper and the, your hands are just being pulled off. Your shoulders start feeling it. And yes, it was raining, but thank God it was raining because it would not like to do that in the sun. Yeah. That and would be tough. It is, it is tough. And it's like, these are the things we put ourselves through in Thailand, but we're going to get into a lot more in Thailand because we want to talk about fitness holidays and how it has impacted our lives in the, over the last couple of months since then. But, um, so you, you met a friend and he said, okay, let's, let's go to Thailand. Go to Thailand is probably a good option. And you're, did you go there by yourself? Yeah. Could yeah. You? So he, he had been in Queensland. He just told me about it. So I went on my own. I'd been in yeah. Sydney for a month. Uh, we moved into a place in Sydney, but I booked this, obviously, told Maria I was going over for a month. So I just went there on my own, booked accommodation. It was on the street, the, um, a couple of hundred meters off from unit. And then it was pretty much straight into it. You just get into it. You went down and bought your, uh, I think, like 36 passes or tokens. Or what yeah. do they call them? And it's on the app. And then you just go in and you start doing the classes. But again, you don't really know what you're in for until you start doing it. Like, I think it was called Morning Glory. It was the first one I went to and you just have to keep going over and over. Or there was another one where it was the whiteboard and you had to go, keep going back to the start of it. Oh, yeah. And repeating. <laughs> so that was Drill Sergeant, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. The, something like that. But yeah, no, I didn't really know how to do any of the exercises, but it was a bit of fun and you start meeting people. And yeah. it, it was a good laugh at the start, you know. But um, it was a good, a good laugh for the whole four weeks. And then obviously I met you and... You start meeting more people and then you end up going into the Irish bar and we watch the UFC. Now, we, I didn't drink for the whole four weeks there. It was literally, right. this was a full, just, 
four weeks of training. I want to like get in good shape, things like that. In four weeks. Yeah. I actually did get in good shape, but I just starved myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you've you've obviously like you you left the mine and then you like you wanted to go do this training holiday. Yeah. And you you come out there and like you just said there like you know I wanted to stay off the drink for four weeks and like yeah. we spoke about in the last one how much it had been impacting your life in a way you know and then you come out to Thailand and you find yourself on the street in in Phuket away from all the partying and you arrive at unit 27 and it's like that's like I, I want to put my head down like I just want to do this like what was your training experience like before you'd even gone out to Thailand just like like a lot of people you, you in obviously the mindset you just go to the gym and you kind of go around to a piece of equipment and I'll do the leg press because I've seen people doing that. I'll, yeah. I'll bench press. I'll do that. You know, all this deadlifts. No idea how to do it, but I'll do them as well. As heavy as possible. You know, as heavy, <laughs> yeah. I know all this and no idea what I was really doing, but in my mind, I was kind of like in good shape, but a bit soft, you know, and not really, didn't understand how like nutrition worked or anything like that. So that was kind of my, and I've done that for years. This is how mad it is. You, you continue to do this stuff thinking you're going to get results but no idea actually what you're doing, but you don't know until you're shown correctly how to do it. And I think in the four weeks I'd got it with Luke, who was on your podcast, I took a few private sessions with him yeah. and he was just giving me a few tips on different ways just to like uh, mind muscle connection, like deadlifts, things like that, how to actually do them. And when he started showing me, like I was like, I've been, what the hell was I doing for the last four or five years? No idea what I was at, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of the experience with training. I didn't really have a lot at all yeah. and I wasn't going over to Thailand to think I was going to be a trainer that that hadn't entered my mind I was yeah. still going back to Sydney and I was still going to be a sparky just to get a job in Sydney yeah. but those four weeks kind of got me thinking I kind of like this the way the trainers do a couple hours in the morning then they have a bit of time off then they come back in the evening I thought oh that's a bit of a dream isn't it <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're talking to me <laughs> yeah. so I was like that doesn't seem too bad and I always did like working out and the usual where a lot of personal trainers get into that kind of like oh I enjoy it so maybe I should do this yeah. uh, I'm not so sure if I think that way now but that's kind of where it started from obviously then done the four weeks which were fantastic and went back to Sydney for a couple of months Yeah. and after that then I was like nah I'm not staying here I'm going back to Phuket again yeah and and this was the thing like is when I had met you on that that morning doing the kettlebells that was that was the, the end of November start of December and it was like I was hanging around trying to get a job like in a way I actually I had put on 12 kg I when I left the mining I went end up going to Spain and I ended up putting on 12 I left once I finished that job in Spain it was my first job as a fitness instructor I ended up putting on 12 kg in 12 weeks when I was at home. 12 kg, like I was a freaking shit show. So it goes on easy. Oh, it goes on easy. Trust me, it doesn't come off too fast. <laughs> no, no. Unless you're in Thailand sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to sell you the fast fix here, but it, it kind of works. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I ended up, um, I ended up putting on 12 kg and ended up going back. And I was probably only about maybe six weeks into my training holiday when I had met you and we were put on that mountain like to yeah. do the kettlebell challenge and that was like I was like I need to prove a point if I want a job here I need to like make a point that I can train and like move these kettlebells fast and uh, Mac was actually on the mountain with us and he was the guy that was running Unit 27 at the time and it was only a couple of weeks later that, or a week or two later that I ended up getting a job at Unit 27 but like what you touched on there was like it was the training in Thailand 
that got me into fitness as much as you did, I think. And it was like how we seen the trainers, Frankie and Trish were there, um, that now have a great gym in Dubai, the vault. And you're looking at them, you're like, they're in paradise. They're teaching classes to 40 people a day that like hold these coaches in the highest of regard. They're going away for the afternoon. They're doing a couple of PTs and like they are living the dream basically. You know, that's what I seen it as. I had no interest in being a PT. I had no interest in doing anything, but living in Thailand doing this work looked like, you know, looked like the dream, which it, it was the dream. Yeah, I, mm. it, it does look that way. Yeah. And, and I'm sure for a lot of people, it is yeah. that way, you know, and definitely, I think it would be different in Thailand. Just, that's kind of where I went from with it. I think yeah. we went back and had a few months off and we were, me and Marie were traveling a bit and then we ended up, coming, I came back in February and um, things like that. And, and we spent a few more months there. But as I spent a bit more time there again, the old habits were sort of coming back in. The drinking started creeping back in, even in Thailand. The training wasn't as on top of the priority list. Yeah. We were st- I was still training, but then the whole the party lifestyle of Phuket started coming in because yeah. we had a nice little gang there as well. Everyone sort of knew each other. And I don't know, sometimes it was good, but it was almost bad as well because we were always ending up at a, down at someone's, what do they call them, the hostels or what? I'm not sure what they were, just yeah. the hotel or whatever. Swimming pool. Swimming pool and you'd start drinking and that just went on into these benders like for probably two days and then you'd try and train again. But So those kind of couple of months... I suppose I kind of went off again a bit. I definitely yeah. did. Things were things were pretty rough for me there for a few months. And then we ended up just going to Canada for a month for Marie's brother's wedding and got back on track again. I started decided, do you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Perth and uh, do my personal training course. Yeah, so you had the, you had done your time in Thailand. And again, like, you know, that was the second time around. How, how long were you there for the second time? How many months? Was it three uh, months? Longer. We, we, we came back and we... Obviously, Canada was a small break in between, but then we came back straight away from Canada to Thailand again, and we stayed oh, right through till I stayed till September. Marie actually stayed there right through till November. Yeah. But I'd come back to do my three the uh, three month course. Oh yeah. So how long was it? She was... she was there most of the year. She'd oh, come yes. up. She'd be over yeah. and back. So I went back and done that course, and then in December left Perth again and back to Thailand again. Yeah, that was it. So then we stayed in Thailand for another two months, and then we moved to Vancouver. Oh, in Canada yeah. because I had the great idea of we were going to open up our own gym in F45 yeah. and the best decision I ever made <laughs> was not to pursue that because not only obviously what's happened in the last two years with COVID yeah. it would have been a terrible decision but my sort of philosophy and style of training went completely away from the unit style F45 style yeah. training it's more um, like doing it the right way but not that unit was the wrong way everything yeah. has its place but I yeah. just didn't really go that way with yeah. my Stuff. well this is the thing what we want to touch on and like how much we have evolved as people and as coaches and how much we realize that too much of one thing is maybe not good for you and too much of another thing is not bad for you and it's like what is it we need to do when, when we are going to do different kind of like training cycles so like basically when you go to thailand and what we all go for is the like basically what 90 99 percent of us go there for is the classes you know what i mean a lot of people go for muay thai um there is strength conditioning there's crossfit but i suppose like what from my own point of view was the, the fact that like when i went out there first to tiger i did muay thai six weeks and then i realized that this isn't for me you know what i mean it's just not my thing i don't want i don't want to punch anyone i don't need i don't feel the need that i want to go around <laughs> punching anyone and then, like, you know, you find, like, when Unit 27 opened, it was, like, you know, D 
the intensity of the classes like you know you have morning glory for people that have been there before morning glory drill sergeant uh half nine you'd have debt row and you would have the punisher and then you come back for rapid fire in the afternoon strength endurance all that calorie killer was the main one for me calorie killer i used to love that session and i think going back I think it was like camaraderie, you know, because yeah. like, you'd all go down in your scooters and you'd do the session and then after you have the ice baths and then you'd go to like the cafe and you'd have like, like it's a nice way to live. Yeah. Don't keep like, I, I can't wait, wait till he opens the borders up again. Like I would definitely go back mm-hmm. for a few weeks because it is a nice way to live, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people go there as well. It does. You meet some really good people and when everyone's on the same page, you can sort of like really go at the people because they're there for that reason yeah you know it's but that's not real life yeah and this was the thing that like you know you have these classes and then like you can come back again at five o'clock to do grenades or you can do tour the units and everything else and then you can do mobility whatever else it's like there's so much to do in the day that you're like how many classes a day can i do you know how many times a day can i train and most of the people come out, like, I'd say most of the people, when I went out to Thailand, I had no, re- I had a small bit of experience, but like you would train once a day. But now all of a sudden you find yourself training two or three times a day. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, you're getting, you're getting into good shape. Do yeah. You, do you know? But, but then. <laughs> or or they say good doing, shape, or should yeah. I say, you, you are losing weight. <laughs> yeah, you're losing weight. Um, you almost start doing too much and I think I remember yeah. you saying that to me one time because we were doing calorie count and we'd maybe do a weight session and then we'd come back for that session grenade yeah. with you and the odd time you'd left you'd sort of drop a hint like there's yeah. some people here that shouldn't be here but yeah. anyway we'll, yeah. let, we'll move on and you're dead right like yeah. we, sh- we probably shouldn't have been doing that much mm. but when you're there in your own head you're like I want to get as much in as possible yeah. but we were kind of there semi-permanent like at that stage we'd been there for months you know and we, we knew we were going to stay there so we were doing visa runs every couple of months and you oh, come yeah. back in and you know we'd been to canada we'd come back and we'd do another few months and i went back to australia we've done a lot of stuff so you just come and go and you sort of were like part of the furniture there after like a year year and a half and, and then the training did get less and less but those first few months yeah you were just smashing it smashing it every day and and this was the thing like that all i all that i knew to do when i had gone out there the first time to thailand was I did smash myself for 10, 10 weeks and I did get into the best shape of my life, you know what I mean? But there's like smash, but then I came back to real life. You know, people leave Thailand after being on a fitness holiday or ballet and they go home. Um, I certainly think the intensity of Thailand is 10 times higher than ballet because you, you can train once a day in ballet and you'll go away and you'll eat. You probably yeah. eat more than you consume where in Thailand you kind of train more than you yeah, consume. Right. Yeah. For sure, like in Phuket. <clears throat> and... Like for me, it was coming back from that without having any experience. Was like come back from that fitness holiday, in the best physical and mental shape of my life. Now, and I've met, like you go out there by yourself, by your own, or else you might have a couple of people that might have a boyfriend or girlfriend. But there's very rarely you'll see groups of people come. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always someone's by themselves, or there's a couple. You know, and then you fall into meeting groups of people, and then be, after like two weeks or so, um, you'll find that people connect like and they come together, and sure, then all yeah. of a sudden, like you know. You are doing, you are, someone wants to do this class, but I'm doing the other classes. It's like, oh, but I just do the two of them. You know, it doesn't really make a difference. Like, but you, when you, I think when you end up leaving Thailand, uh, for that instance, like people think that they, they go back to real life and they're like, okay, I'm just going to keep this up because you think you can. And the truth is no one can keep it up. Like you can't keep up the intensity. You can't keep up the amount of times a day you train. You don't have the people with you at home to do the training that you were doing, you know, and there's definitely that negative feedback, I think, of like, no, I'm not training hard enough. But 
like you said there is a case of you know how your training has changed and so forth but like you know staying with the, the Thailand part of it and it was a big thing that we talked about in the first podcast was like you know drinking again like and you know you were so good for so long and then you found yourself like that you just started dwindling back down into it again because I know where you're at at your stage now yeah. and I think it's very good I, to get this I, I wouldn't even say it for so long I just it was those four weeks but like yeah. let's be honest anyone can kind of do you know you've got to sit I'm going to Thailand four weeks I'm, I'm just not going to drink I think anyone can do no drink for four weeks it's I found it pretty simple because I had a kind of goal of I want to look a certain way it was all very this kind of I want this look I was on really low calories because they had a meal plan with your training and I bought everything and man when I think about the meal plan it was like starving <laughs> myself, just like miserable going in eating salmon every night you yeah. know but and then I kind of was missing out on the social part for those first four weeks in one way really good because I wasn't then giving myself that chance to sort of go drinking and things like that but it, so I did get some results and whatever but went back to Sydney went home for Christmas we went to Central America didn't train once just drinking for the six weeks but like the two of us me and Marie and we came back and I, I like that word soft because that's what I was I was just <laughs> there was no almost it was just everything was yeah. soft so I was like I'm going back to Thailand so I went back and trained for the first few weeks pretty good but then I'd known more people and there was a lot more people that came out so then there was a bit more it wasn't just I suppose because I knew I was going to be there longer there was no real end date I'm like I don't really have like a, I don't have to train my ass off now yeah. I can probably go and have a few drinks during the week if I want. So then just slowly started drinking a little bit more. I, I, I used to remember going down, even on the evening, I'd see you passing by and there was that bar down from the unit. And it was nice weather, you know, you just sit in and you'd start having a couple of beers, but it just started kept couple going. Of changs. Yeah, a couple of changs. <laughs> it just like everything, it just built on itself yeah. from there. But then Marie ended up packing up her full engineering career and coming out. And yeah, it, it just, it wasn't really that good for a few months because I think the drinking and, and all sorts was going on and we had a right little gang there and everyone was partying so hard and it just wasn't, it ended up being not a great place then for me at that yeah. time, you know, and that Canada trip in May probably came at the best time ever because we got to get out of there then. Yeah. And again, we done, we drank a little bit in that, but it was more like we'd done a lot of like hikes and we'd done a lot of good stuff. Like Canada was beautiful, you know, yeah. in British Columbia. And I started thinking again about what the hell am I doing, you know, uh, and still didn't get completely right, yeah. but it was a bit better and you just got to keep working on it. And then I was, that's when I decided I've had enough now with Thailand. I got starting to get a bit bored yeah. and I was like, what am I going to do? So I got the chance to go back to Perth there, paid for the course and started into a personal training course then. Yeah. So you did. And exactly like that is like, how do we get in? How do we come? How do we become a personal trainer? Like you have to go do like a three month course or an eight week course, whatever with that. Do you do it with AIPT as well? No, no. Fit College was the company I done okay. with there in Perth. So it was a twelve week full time. So it was four days. Was it four days and a, and a Friday? No, I think it was four days. And if you wanted to go into Friday to do like study, you could. But I did. I didn't do that because, not not to be arrogant, but I kind of was would have been a bit ahead, and that was good experience from Thailand and learning from different people and just seeing things. Not to say I knew what I was at. And again, those twelve week courses are just it's just for the certificate because you need that cert to get insured that's the main thing obviously it's like anything the learning starts when you're on the job yeah and you have to start dealing with actual people who have families who have young kids who have hectic careers who have jobs who work 12 hours a day who struggle with food it is so many things and this is all coming at you and you're just like being 
12 weeks out from PT course and you're trying yeah. to your only thing in your mind is I need to start selling personal training now because I need to pay the bills you know and then it just starts from there but if you're thinking about doing a personal training course yeah go for it but be ready for it and I feel lucky because I had some money saved from FIFO yeah. that kind of kept me going but the doubts never go away they're still there where you're like there was one time in the first six months where I was ready to pack it all in just get a job at a gym because trying to sell personal training trying to do all this stuff as well as trying to get them results and work with them it, it's I never knew much about personal training but it's not an easy job but I was a bit naive going into it thinking it wasn't going to be that bad but um, I stuck with it yeah yeah and and this is the thing like you know you do the course um, I ended up doing mine over a year and a half I did an online course while I was doing mine and so that was like this kind of the seed was set in in from a trip to Thailand earlier on so I said I'll do this online course but like you know you're doing the course but you think because of you training hard as a person is what is going to make you a good trainer like the truth is you don't the I know some of the best trainers that are out there don't do a lot of training themselves but they're smart people and they understand how to get the results out of people but it was like you know the fact of what like and from my own experience like was that I when I worked in Thailand when I first got a job in Spain it was the same as like group classes group fitness and that was what I loved doing I never wanted to become a PT I just loved the group fitness stuff you know and then when I went to Thailand it was like and getting the job at unit it was like I just love group fitness stuff I just love being like standing in front of 30 or 40 people shouting at them you know and being like putting them through the mill like you know I never thought about any person I'm just like you're all here to have a good time and that was my introduction from it and then obviously to see like how much things change and how you conceived how people the right way people should train or what's right for that person like it's completely different now from what in the space of three years from what I've learned so like you know I know we're in parts and we're in a normal civilized place where like people have to go to work we now know that people are stressed a lot people have families people have you know there's a lot going on and then you're trying to think like the well the what we did in thailand isn't going to work for anyone like not for everyone here that's certainly not going to happen but you ended up like i suppose you're you went up to uh, you went to canada and you planned to open an f45 gym now i suppose like just to go back to that is like you're glad it didn't happen obviously because of the 100 percent. yeah yeah that was we sort of we knew even before we went to Canada we'd sort of decided not to do it because we were running the numbers and it was looking crazy money just to, to get it opened and we would have had to open up with like at least I think it was like 130 members just to break even yeah. you know and I would have had to put like a lot of money of my own money into it so uh, we spoke to Marie's dad he was pretty good with figures and stuff and he was like yeah you might get 5 or 6% profit out of it I'm like what's the point in that you, you're putting so much into it to get that return so we kind of decided against it but we booked our flights and stuff anyway and i'm not really sure i have a brother who lived in vancouver as well but that wasn't why we were going there i think we were just like looking for a change and we said we'd give canada maybe a go because marie's from canada and we said we'd try that and i had to get my visa anyway because i was turning 35 soon and you can't get a visa on the australian passport after 30 but you can get it on an irish passport up to 35 oh, yes so i got the visa and we said we may as well use it uh, went there and I was working in an F45 with a chap but it was like an hour outside the city and I was traveling and I just rented a car and I was paying big money for that and it just done it for a bit and I wasn't feeling it you know I was like this isn't really me and then I ended up working in another gym I lasted a week 
because all they cared about was selling personal training and selling supplements and that wasn't me so I had like anxiety and stress I couldn't sleep so I just messaged her one morning saying this isn't working for me I'm not coming back so I left that after 10, day, 10 days and then I got working in a Anytime Fitness and that's where I spent most of the rest of the time in Vancouver doing PTs doing PT face to face but they were taking 50% commission. So any PT, I'd have to sell the personal trainer, but they'd take half. Jeez. So if it was an $80 PT session, they'd take 40. I still had to pay my own tax out of what was left and everything else. Oh and my God. So this, like, again, everyone, like, I think there's this misconception. Everyone thinks it's so expensive personal training. And while, yes, it is on the face of it, that trainer usually isn't getting that price anyways. Even now. Like with my personal training, you have to think like the gym takes their cut, which is the gym rent every single week, which can be anything from 250 to 350. Then you've got to like have your own tax account, take out 25% for tax. Then you've got like websites, you've got all these things, you know, and it, it comes back down to almost like it's, it is, you know, you still do all right, but um, it's not as lucrative, yeah. <laughs> let's put it that way, as, as sometimes you think. But yeah, we went away from the F45. Thank God, because obviously COVID's happened and we would have literally been in a huge amount of debt. Yeah. Canada didn't really work out for us anyways. Uh, my partner was trying to just start a writing career, but she was working in a bar as well. And again, lots of drinking. Yeah. Like Van Vancouver turned into this. My brother was there and was coming into summer and great city to, to party in, if you wanted for that. We, great social place. Like we met some good people there. We had some great weekends we were starting to see we're going down this path even in our relationship that it's getting rocky here again back to thailand again yeah <laughs> in september yeah spent a couple of weeks in bali didn't like bali we were there in changu with them um, some friends from bali it all came over it wasn't really that went back to changu was the, yeah, changu. the fitness capital of bali just like what we have in phuket so they're kind of competing for each other yeah yeah and then back in thailand and that was like 2018 late yeah. And that's kind of when I made, I think we were out one day, I think, I'm sure you were there, and I had a rough Sunday, it was after UFC again, and it was a big day, and the next day I was lying in bed, and I was like, that's it, that's the end of it, like, something has to change here, because this, this circle of up and down, yeah. back to Thailand, leave Thailand, drinking, on, yeah. off. So this has been going on, like, this has been, yeah. yeah, so it sort of tied it up a little bit, like, it, it, just leaving Fifo didn't solve it, didn't help it, but like, it still continues. So then that day I decided, that's it, I'm, I'm starting to knock this in the head. So we booked our tickets back to Perth for January. We said we were going over to Abu Dhabi for Christmas. Marie's dad lived there at the time, so we stayed in Phuket till Christmas. We came back and we think we left Thailand for the last time, the 6th or 7th of January, and that's when we moved back to Perth and we've been here since. Yeah, so like you, you just moved back in before COVID had, or was it the year, year. Bef the year before that? Yeah. yeah. Lucky. And, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, like, and... Like, you know, you, you've been through this roller coaster of up and down, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's drinking that alcohol, like we've mentioned it a thousand times here. And like, this is why we want, like, we wanted to talk about it so much and to see where you are now. But like, we, before we, we get to that part, I suppose the fact of, um, like I've been with the last year and a half and we're, we're talking about personal training here and, you know, all the, the gyms everywhere got shut down and I find my way back to Perth and like teach group classes was all I ever wanted to do like I said like there was never really I do PTs but I was like I'd, I'd rather like be in on people giving them the classes like I was doing in Bali 
and like what I had been doing in Thailand. And then it wasn't until I'd come out to Perth, like, you know, a, a nation that has like all the best gyms in the world, like the, everyone is into training, everyone's into fitness, but they also are into doing a lot of working hours, you know what I mean? And I hadn't seen anyone work any longer than four hours. <laughs> me, yeah. me, and the, me and Danae in Bali would be, or in Thailand would be given out if we had to do over three hours uh, between exactly. us. But like it was, you know, like we, I lived this lifestyle of, I only have to work three or four hours a day. Like, and it's great. Like, and I break even. I didn't want to make money. I didn't care about making money. It was just, I just wanted to live this life of a fitness instructor that was like absolutely amazing. And then it was when I came back to Perth, I was like, well, things are a little bit different here. Like people, when I did start work back in a gym, like I just said, like, I'm just going to do this for a little while and just keep myself ticking over. I was told, uh, I was told before, actually never, never stay out of the game too long. Don't go missing. And might go missing off of Instagram not again, but I certainly haven't gone missing off of like coaching and doing what it is I love doing. But to see people here and you realize that, okay, group classes aren't for everyone. And this is where people need PTs. It was the first time I realized this. I was like, oh my God, there was so much going on. And this is where the value of personal training, by going to see a personal trainer, when you feel that group classes aren't working for you, something else isn't working for you, I need to go. Like, you know that you probably should go see a personal trainer, but people say it's expensive. That's what we always get. And you touched on it, you know? It is expensive, but one thing, any advice I'd have, if anyone's looking for a personal trainer, don't... Because I've heard a few stories recently from a couple of girls went in and the trainers were trying to pressure them into buying yeah. sessions and that. If, if they try any of that, just walk out, leave. Yeah. A trainer should be, our job literally is there. We have to help the person coming in. Like, I can walk into a gym. I don't even think about it. It's like, this is such a normal in, environment for me, whatever. Yeah. But even those people coming into the gym, afterwards, that's the biggest step they've ever taken is walking in yeah. a gym door. So like, you got to like smile at them and treat them kind and if they come in whether it's one session they just want to do one session 10 sessions 100 it doesn't matter they should be allowed to ask the trainer right i want to do one session with you i want to see what what it's like i want to yeah. see if i enjoy it things like that but there's a lot of pressure i think that's why pts get a bit of flack for that it's like they think it's all about just selling packages and really yeah. expensive packages the things like that and and but like in itself it is but it's not really because at the end of the day i always say it's not nothing's expensive if you see value in it because i could go out five or six years ago and spend three four hundred dollars on drugs and drink and not bat an eyelid yeah. but yet you go into a personal trainer and say oh 90 dollars a week that's very expensive yeah you, do, do you know what i mean it's, it's everyone has value on what they deem to be valuable i had a chap in a bar a couple of years ago and he was asking about personal training and he's in there drinking most of the day and i'd come in to meet my brother and he was like oh how much is personal training i was telling him he said that's very expensive i said yeah. how long have you been here today and he, he knew where he was going at. Yeah. He, he's a good fellow, you know, and he was laughing. I said, I guarantee you'll spend more than three or four hundred bucks this week on drink. And he laughed about it, but he knew it yeah. was right. And um, there's no judgment. I've done it myself. But it's not that it's necessarily expensive. It's that yeah. the person just doesn't see the value in it. You have to see value in something before yeah. you'll, you'll spend the money on it. And that's my opinion on that anyway. But yeah, on its face value, if you yeah. see, wow, 200 a week on personal training, that's crazy. Yeah. But if it's going to make you extremely happy... Where do you put the value there? Yeah. And this, uh, and you, you touched on it, like it's like how much you you have to pay the rent. Like you're you're paying a gym rent while you're here. Like you know you're paying the two fifty or three hundred dollars yeah. a week. You have to have the insurances. So 
people must remember that like oh he's not like actually getting this money like getting everything he has to pay like it's a business like you know and that's what it is now and i think before uh, the person training would have got a rap of like that it, it can't be a full-time business where now it is like with online coaching with pt like you know it is like it's a business like and done, some people done correctly yes yeah. if you if you want and, and i'm doing about just 20 sessions a week but i give everyone a program they're on the training app there there's yeah. check-ins we we make sure they're happy with everything they've got to say and yeah. like every month we do it sort of checking again are you happy yeah. with this you have to give the person some buy-in as well to feel like they're actually seeing progress and things but yeah we've got bills that like there's so much more to it and the stuff you learn as you go yeah. along that you have the gym wrench you have all these things so you have like there's a reason why it's a bit more expensive but you're getting that one-on-one value yeah. from it if there's something wrong with your squat your lunge we fix it right there and then if you can't we give you something else yeah. And you know, there's always an alternative. And this is it, like you know, with the with the train. The training is only one side of it, and you know, I think the fact that where people, a lot of people can go missing is that when they feel like, and you know, we go back to like the way we trained in Thailand or anyone like who was training hard. You know, it was like constantly training. But you know, when it comes down to the nutrition side of things, you know, and we've been trying like, and we won't like, we're not, we'll break it down for you. But like, are people going to get results if they're overeating? And they want to lose weight no. <laughs> you know it's well, it's a fact of science it's impossible yeah. you can't and it's it, it probably as a trainer one of the hardest things i wouldn't say to deal with but just trying to work with the client because i have loads of clients who train with me and they always come in and say i want to lose a bit of the weight yeah. and the minute i mention okay so we're going to have to look at the nutrition they just start looking somewhere else they don't want to hear it, it there's still this perception that they think yeah. you can just go and train away the problem of being overweight you can't it won't happen if you don't reduce your calories or find ways around beating that hunger and all these things there is little tricks you can do but at the end of the day it still comes back to there has to be some restriction especially if you want to lose weight you have to restrict somewhere and and it's tough i get it because it's so easy when we come home sit down on the sofa there's chips there's chocolate there's ice cream there's we're surrounded by an environment now where food is at your door within five or ten minutes. It's it's hard, but it's hard for everyone. If people will say to me, oh, it's easier for you, you're a trainer. I'm like, I go through the same shit you do, those yeah. same cravings, everything else, but I have a structure. And it's going to take way fucking longer than you think it's yeah. going to take. <laughs> and I, I've one client who's with me two years, and now he's lost a load of weight, but he's two years with me, and he has worked hard. And it's been yeah. tough, but he's stuck with it. Yeah. And this is the thing I think everyone these days just they want to snap their fingers. They think that's why I don't like the challenge. It's all the four week or the six yeah. week challenge because people aren't learning anything. They're not creating new habits, etc. There's so much more to it. It's like anything. It's like a marriage, a relationship, a work and business relationship. You have to work on it every yeah. single day. There is no. It I'm is. just not. I'm just going to forget about it for a week or two. And it's it's it is it is one of the toughest side of things. And like it's it's something that like I really want to push hard with people is that the training program, or no matter how many times a week you train, is not going to give you the result you want if the nutrition does not match it. And like, you know, people say, oh, nutrition, no, the word nutrition, you know, like, and we're not even going, not even about using the, the word diet, but like, when it comes down to training, you have to be eating, right? You have to understand the basics of nutrition, like, you know, energy balance. Am I maintain energy balance? I'm eating the amount of calories that are going out and I'm maintaining weight if i'm overeating and i'm not burning enough i'm creating a surplus whereas like if you want to build muscle that's great but if if it's losing body fat well then you need to be in a deficit now 
you know when we say deficit the numbers varied from person to person everyone thinks oh, i just have to eat less and they don't they don't know what the number is like you know there's there's calculators on the internet that will give you a rough idea and you have to like do the work on that number to see if it will work for you you know and if it's such thing it's not working then you know you probably tell yourself oh well it's not working for me i'm just going to throw the towel but that's where like having a personal trainer can actually benefit you to be like I'll explain it to you, you know, and then you can go away. Now, you don't have to restrict any foods. You just have to understand what what goes in, you know, what you are putting into your body. Maybe is too much of one thing or whatever the case may be. But it's just, I feel that a lot of people definitely think, oh, if they train five days a week, it doesn't matter what they do with the rest of the week, you know, and it's the simple things. I'm like, we've been through them when we go for our walks. We're drinking water, you know, it's like it, when we're doing the simple things, it's the simple things that get the best results out of people. Yeah, true. And it's it's hard, though, for people because I, yeah. I get it because they don't really understand. Like the basic thing, like I have a lady I'm training now, an older lady, and she would cook all her food with olive oil. She'd go through a full liter every week. And when I broke it down and told her, you know, there's like almost 7,000 calories in a bottle of olive oil. Like straight up, she started thinking and she was like, but I have it in the meat. I have it in everything. I put it on my salads. Yeah. And I'm like, if you just reduce that massively or even take it out of your diet for four weeks, which we have done with her and yeah. she's down five kilos just olive oil yeah things like i'm eating really good at work i'm eating nuts i'm like oh, how many because a handful less than a handful of nuts is about 600 calories you know yeah. little things where you start looking at their what they're doing it's like people think they've got this all or nothing mentality it's like i'm on a diet i'm gonna eat nothing and it's like you can't do it like it's not gonna be sustainable yeah. have a high protein diet and i know a oh, personal trainer talking about protein again yeah, yeah. but it works if you eat a high protein breakfast and lunch and dinner you're not going to want a snack on crap yeah as much don't get me wrong, you'll still want to have course, stuff. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, it goes back. I still don't believe, like, I'm pretty empathetic to people, but you still have to eventually start looking at the crap that's going in your body because no matter who you are, we all do it and we all eat too much of it. And I know there's stress in our lives and we've got kids, we've all this, but the sad reality and the tough reality is if you do actually, and this is a, if you really want to lose weight, not just I want to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. You're going to have to create that deficit of calories and stick with it all the time. Even when you think it isn't working, yeah. stay with it. And even if you're not losing weight, yes, tough luck. You may have to reduce those calories yeah. a little bit more. Just because I give you that number doesn't necessarily mean it's exactly going to work because you might have just sat down a bit more that week. You might have moved. You might have been sick. You might There's all these different factors, yeah. but you just got to stick with it. I'm a yeah. big believer in staying the course and working on it. Yeah, and like it is, you know, it's like people feel like after, oh, I've had a bad day, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to throw in the towel. And like, I won't even lie, I, I did a bit of a bulk for a couple of months and, you know, I was up to like 92 kg or whatever and I'm usually at about 85. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put myself into like a bit of a deficit. Like I'm going to come down below that number for about 500 or whatever the case may be. And it took me about three weeks to actually like figure out how to get like I know what I'm doing and this is coming from me but like it takes time like to you can't just go from living this lifestyle that you've been living for the last couple of months to being like I now want a result it is going to take time to like get to that like starting point again like because your body would have been so yeah. used to eating all that food and yeah. then you're going to go to it no you're not getting half of this now. yeah yeah it'll start fighting back with your hunger hormones yeah. and be going crazy you'll be left you'll it on be, one yeah. side grilling yeah. on the other and they're fighting with each other <laughs> and you'll be like what's going on but it's like that's why you can't go from 100 to zero or zero to yeah. one. You have, it's like you just have to do it slowly yeah surely that old saying you know it just yeah. 
And if you if you just literally think you need help, I I tell people get a trainer or get a good dietitian or a nutritionist. Yeah. If you if your main goal is just weight loss, and you don't care about the gym. Fine, yeah. work with a nutritionist. You know yeah. because it does help. We all need help sometimes, and don't be afraid to ask people for help. You know. Yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, there's plenty. There is plenty of people out there that will take your money, but how many of them are going to give you the right help? So yeah. that's what you've got to be careful of now as well. Right, that just on that point, yeah. research the person. Yeah. Talk to them. If they, if you if they're not giving you enough info and if they're asking for money straight away, I won't say every time they're bad, but you know they should be able to give you some value yeah. first. Like, and if they're looking for you payment to immediately pay them, maybe keep just looking around. Yeah. You know? If there's a click here, buy now button, there's yeah. usually a thing first before you. You know, every time you see that click here and I'll just think first and be like, give yourself like it's impulse buying as well. When like anything on Instagram can be like it's click based, like to hit you with something that you feel any trainer that's advertising is is hitting you with this feeling. So you need to like just take a step back, have a think about it before you do rush into anything. But on that side of things, Rory, was the fact that, um, you know, you've been here now with the last like you've gone through COVID very fortunate that the gyms haven't closed really as much here and you know you're you're doing well with your your business you're still just you just do pt and you're happy like you're happy with that the the side of it like obviously when i come to see you as how much no because you're not drinking as much no if at all back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah. then we, we will yeah. get back to that part of like you know how much you have changed in the last like two years and you know, when I go to you, like finances, you've all, you, you've definitely copped on with the finances and you understand it a whole lot better. And you're always trying to give me advice on it because mine are definitely going the other way. Yeah. So like we've, um, I think when we came back in 2019, it was yeah. like, we sort of came back and I'd started and I was doing not too bad, but I was working in another gym just to keep the money up. Yeah. And then I started taking on more clients. Everything was going okay. But again, it was still felt like we were living that week to week. You know, Marie was still working on her business. It was just starting. So we started just watching videos on YouTube of financial people and stuff. Cause I was like, this God, this has to be a better way of doing all this. Like it can't be just money comes in and then all the bills go out and stuff. So we, we started getting, there's a chap in the States that we started following on YouTube and then we went to someone else and then the book that I gave you. So we set up everything and like all our accounts now automated, have a business yeah. account. So any trainers that might be listening, make sure you separate your business account to your separate, to your own current account or your savings account and things. So anyway, we sorted all that out. Yeah. But then we the drinking and all that started getting less and less. I just wanted to do it less and less. We'd have the odd beer when we were like watching a game of footy or... Yeah. The odd glass of wine and then in 2020 we made a decision christmas eve 2019 where we stopped drinking and we stopped it for the whole year yeah. so we've done the all of 2020 no booze at all nothing changed in my life best yeah. thing ever like i'd sort of decided at that stage anyway alcohol is not doing anything for me anymore i'm, I'm getting nothing from it it's not making me happier it's not making me anything so i just need to cut it out so yeah stopped it for the whole year and it's funny this year we sort of have had started like i don't say started but we've tried to drink a few times yeah but just not into it at all just the taste because i'll only just sort of drink craft beers now or it's different now we yeah. we'll share a can of beer <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a german backpacker <laughs> we're like sharing food or we're sharing yeah. we just share a beer it's funny because that's all i want i just want to i'll do it for taste now yeah but even at this stage we're on even right now at this at this time we're on a small diet so i've just done eight weeks without it again yeah. we're in the middle of it 
but honestly I've no interest in, in drinking it and it's, it's a good thing I just it's, it's something that's sort of I'm eventually it's completely going to be out of my life yeah and it's like you know that's that's the admiration I have for you because like you know I go through it and I speak about it like that I wait and drink for six or eight weeks and then all of a sudden I'm out and I'm out for 24 hours or I'm out the day after again like you know and I'm like like I suffer for days over it and like I've come to you and like when you we catch up every four to six weeks and if Rory hasn't seen me like he'll message me and he'll be like oh we'll catch up for a chat and I'll be like he'll know when when I don't uh, when I don't come see him that I'm probably like after dogging it and it is it is something I definitely want to limit I have limited the last two months we wouldn't be sitting here having conversations like this if you know if I felt that way you know because it does definitely get me down but uh no to see how much you have like how, how far you've come from because like I've seen you I've seen you in Thailand when you were doing it you know what I mean and I'm it's like not it's not good like you know there's something up here like mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't good and I was like I knew something had to change and then like when I come back here to meet you again and we catch up and I'm like but now I've got to know you properly over the last year and I'm like fuck me where would I be without this lad and and Marie like for like for every time I go she the advice she gets or did I get from you? You know, I'm not going for the advice, but I get it. You know what I mean? There, there's, you're always helping me out, like, and it's just to see, like, you're you're now not just focused on, you know, the there's so many things you are focused on, it's like your your health and your well being. Like you're only training. You like you say, how many days a week do you train now? We do like, two. Yeah, two, two days, days a week, and we do might do a small. So like training isn't a big. It's not. It's it's always going to be there. Yeah, I'm just on like I can just maintain. And it gets easier because I understand nutrition. So if I want to like manipulate my body to however I want, I can do it. But I'm not that interested in the training anymore. I'll, I'll work out twice a week. Yeah. But I've sort of got my clients to deal with now. And it's yeah. like at the end of the day, they're paying me. So I have to look after them. That's yeah. the main priority. Obviously, my relationship with Marie is priority number one as well. Yeah. Training, that stuff takes a bit of a background. You know, it's like we'll do it and we train together on the balcony gym yeah. that we have. But yeah, twice a week, man, and we don't get too into that, you know. It's like if if we don't if we miss a session, we miss it, you know. But the walks are our main thing. And honestly, I think they've like I won't say like it's not like they've saved our relationship, but they've helped massively. If anyone's listening to that as partners, go for a walk with each other as many days a week as you can. It's, everyone hasn't got the luxury like us. We work from she works from home, I work, I have a lot of time off and stuff. But yeah, it's just relationship, my work and then training's taking a back seat, yeah. really. And that's that's the side of things, you know, the, the amount of work that the two of you have done on your relationship from finding finding love on, on a mind side, because that's where you met her first of all, wasn't yeah. it? And then, you know, you've been on this roller coaster of going to Thailand, she stuck with you, you went to Vancouver, you came back and like you, and you're still here and you're still together and like, you know, you're in, you're in the best position possible now. Like Yeah, and I think, and it's, it's sad, but the reality is when I stopped drinking, that's when it started getting better and better. And I, anyone that is kind of listening that might be sort of in that, it takes a lot more time. It's like the nutrition, it's like training. Stopping drinking isn't going to happen immediately. Yeah. But you kind of do have to make that choice of... And for me, it was definitely a personal thing. I didn't want to be... Because I was an idiot with drink. I should probably have never drank ever. But angry, bad, drunk, messy, you know, the, yeah. all the bad stuff, nothing good. And then wake up the next day what the hell happened last night? Because I black out badly. Like, and yeah. I, I don't know how I wasn't killed like yeah. with drink at some stage over the last 15 years. And that's not an exaggeration. Like I've been in some tricky places with, whew, man, like yeah. people chasing me and stuff. <laughs> and it just, I, it's just been not a great place. Yeah. So yeah, the last three years. And, and again, you have to work on that. It doesn't just happen yeah. with um, 
But yeah, if anyone's listening that's in a place that they're just, they don't know what to do and they're like just drinking and they're sort of feeling like they're going along, yeah, just think about it. Just yeah. think about having a month off, maybe do two months because it takes, I think, two to three months. And that's what we talked about when we've done it for the year for it all to be kind of like out of your life and a clearer picture of like what you want. And then we could work on our businesses. And yeah. honestly, the relationship is thriving. Our working thing is, uh, both our jobs are going like yeah. up the way it's, Sometimes we're like, is this, can it be this easy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And this is it, like, you know, and you're like, you're hitting the, you're hitting the four areas, like, you know, if you're, if you're to, to draw it out, like the, the four pieces of, uh, the pieces of the, the pizza, it's like, you know, your health, your relationship, your finance and your hobbies, you know, like, yeah. and, and you're doing all the things now, you know, and I think like when some people remove alcohol from the situation, then the rest of these things do start to like flourish. And it's been like, you know, it's it's been great to see how much of a change you have made and like the advice that you can give to me and give to others now is like you know like you said training isn't to be on the end all and end all or be all and end all and i've said it a, a thousand times i'm like if you like focus on learning a bit more about nutrition you know it'll, it'll be half the battle straight away and like you know going for your walks getting out like you said you know how much that it has improved your relationship and i see it with people um with the online that have but uh, have a girlfriend or have a boyfriend. I'm like, what are you going to do this week for your partner? You know, to make them feel loved, basically. Because sometimes we can just go on autopilot in relationships and be like, oh, it'll just figure itself out. But like, you know, I, it you know, won't. I won't be giving <laughs> advice here. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work like that. It's like yeah. it's like anything, anything worth doing. You, you got, you, and it's one thing I've learned over the yeah. years, and especially with Marie, she's really good. You you have to work on it every single day. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where people do struggle. They're like, do I have to do this every day? Yeah, you do have to get up in the morning. You have to empty the dishwasher. You have to empty the bins. You know, the simple, the mundane yeah. tasks of life, if you're like with a partner. But like, I love doing all that anyway. It doesn't yeah. bother me at all. I'll bring her a coffee in bed. My sister, really my, nice I live with my sister now, like here. So she, she loves all that stuff too. But yeah. does it get done? <laughs> but it yeah. is like... But those sort of things, yeah. you know, like keep things simple but do all that stuff help out around the house do the things you need to do it's not like honestly it's not the 1950s anymore you gotta like work on things and i feel personally attacked yeah. right now well <laughs> a bit of advice directly to you yeah, now yeah. As well. no, it but you know those sort yeah. of simple things and you go from there and yes as you say come back training isn't everything stop focusing on it you get a pt it's not going to change your life but you might get somewhere better yeah than oh, you were before it. that you know yeah no look come here to me Rory, pleasure to sit down with you and chat and you know, like I said, like our, our conversations, this is where our conversations like most days when we go for a walk and we don't like, we, we, we deep dive into things, we don't like, you know, having, we don't have pointless conversations or like meaningless conversations, that's like just the between two, thing that, yeah, yeah, between two boys just going for a walk, it's like whatever we need to talk about, we talk about, if I ever have problems, I'm no problem open up to Rory because like, you know, he's always willing to to listen and like you know for to any man or woman even out there it's like just being communicate things better talk to people be open be honest you know and it, letting things out is probably like one of the best things that you can do to you know to clear the head and you know someone else might have a better um you might have something in your head that you need you can't make sense of but when you tell someone they might be able to give you first of all listen to you that's maybe that's all you need and then the second part is yeah like you know maybe a little bit of advice to set you on the right track but uh rory look come here thank you very much before you go where can people find you and what's the what's the plan moving forward i suppose 
Yeah, so I don't be on social media much. You know, I, I got off it during COVID. I kind of bailed out in it. But yeah, so I PT in Plus Fitness in Subiaco here in Perth, face to face only. So you can get me if you come into the gym. I'm in there usually most of the time. Or I have my website, rorygallagherfitness.com. You can check out my website if you want to check that out. Yeah, I'll again, I'll put uh, the link to Rory's website and his email address at the bottom. So if you're in around part, if you're doing any bit of mining and you'd like a PT and you want to get advice from Rory while you're... Someone who's done it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know where to find him. And uh, yeah, Rory, come here to me. I appreciate your time. That's been an epic two hours. And uh, yeah, have a good day. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Thank Legend. you. So that is Rory Gallagher, and that has been an amazing two hours uh, this morning here having this conversation. We've been uh, looking to tee it up the last couple of weeks, and uh, again, you know, the conversations just flow. So come here, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. I hope you have had a chance to listen to the two of them. Uh, again, any questions you have, um, please fire them this way. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to chatting to you all again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.